Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your host here on Simple Christian Podcast. Uh, today, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you guys a little bit about communication. Yeah, communication, something we do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it's something we do, and sometimes we do unknowingly. There's a, a few things about communicating. And well, I'm here to share with you guys. Now, when you think of conversations, uh, you, you know at some point, you guys have an exchange of ideas. Um, regardless of the, what the ideas are, it's not what you say, it's how you communicate those ideas. And so when it comes into a relationship, right, this is sort of my primary point in this episode will be how to conduct yourself and how to pursue a conversation or a disagreement without slandering someone's personhood or or the person's character, who they are as your significant other or someone you, you uh, choose to be with, right? Or maybe it's someone who is familiar to you, maybe their family. Let's get into that. Now, I'm going to show you guys a video by Jordan Peterson in just a few, but I really want to sort of give you guys a backdrop of what Jordan Peterson will regurgitate. And so I'll give you this, this example, right? It, it isn't always the words that you say that will fix the issue, but your presence that is enough to express your love. Let me explain. Assume there's an argument and you have the correct formula to devastate your opponent. Your wife or husband, let's say, they did not see it coming. You await the opportunity to land the blow and you finally deliver the profound, you know, punch, right? You win the argument and you put your significant other in a trance. And they can't really figure out, like, whoa, that made a really good point. Maybe not. So now what? You won the argument, but you are left still living with this person and feeling a long-lasting awkwardness. You then come to see that winning didn't always feel pleasureful or nearly as satisfying. Point number one, guys. Avoid trying to be Dr. Phil. When you have these conversations with your significant other, husband, or wife... It's not about trying to solve them. This is not a mathematical equation. It's not two plus two equals problem solved. It's about how can we find common ground and how can I do that with a loving spirit? How can I do that without trying to perpetuate that I'm better than you or make you feel little or less than I am? And so the issue isn't always best resolved logically. Right. So let's allow the Holy Spirit to guide your next steps. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to do what's what's best. In Galatians 5.22, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. If how you're communicating isn't or are not these traits, these attributes of the Holy Spirit, then it's probably best that you kind of pull the brakes back kind of best to make sure that you are coming off lovable, that you are coming off joyful, that you are communicating with peace, with patience, not with impatience, not with intolerance, right? Right. You want to make sure you have kindness, that you're respectfully listening to them, that you're respectfully being good and and faithful. Fortunately, the word faithful, um, when it's ever attributed to men, it, it, it isn't ever good. Typically, it's 
well, how could they be faithful, right? I mean, men are just dogs. Men are 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 not good listeners. They they want to listen to what what uh, I guess enables them to do whatever it is that they want to do, but they never want to listen when it has to do with someone else. So, men, let's make sure we listen. Let's empty our minds for for like five ten seconds and listen to what our significant other, our wives, are telling us. We might learn. In fact, I'm sure you will learn from them. And so let's go ahead and pop up this video here by Jordan Peterson. And I'm sure we'll all learn something from him. So the temporary victory. Mm -hmm. It's that's also something really good to know about marriage. It's like you can never win an argument with your wife. Like you could if you only lived with her for one day. Right, right. <laughs> right? It's like, I won. See you later. Yeah. It's like, no, no, she's there the next day. Yeah. And then she's beat. And she remembers that. She does. She does mm. remember that. Yeah. Maybe even more than you remember it. <laughs> you know, and it also might be that she was right and you just out-argued her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's something that's really worth knowing too because sometimes, you know, you'll have an argument with, well, let's say with your wife and she's got something to say and it's not very well articulated. Same could be f- true for you. And so... You can just brush it aside, but you don't want to brush it aside because maybe there's something there. And if you don't address it, then it's not like it's going to go away, man. It's going to grow. So maybe you have to help her formulate her argument, which is really annoying, you know, because you want to win. You're having this dispute. It's like, I want to win. It's like, well, you're not winning that game. You're winning the game. Well, I think about it as the game of games. You want to win the set of games that stretch the, across the time. Long, the long war. Yeah, that's right. I exactly. Want to win the long war. That little battle is not going to matter. And in fact, I, I don't. You, you should not try and be right. If you're right, everybody knows it's fine. But there's the worst thing you do is rub it in and yeah. say I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, you do that a hundred times, and then mm. like, well, you're the you're the vi- winner and she's the loser, and then that's great because now you're married to a loser. <laughs> I mean. You know, that's if you do that a hundred thousand times, then your marriage is over. And then and then there'll be hell to pay. You can be <laughs> sure of that. Yeah, so <laughs> I love the way he explained it. Um, that if you're constantly or assuming that you're winning the argument, you really are not winning because you now you're married to a loser. You're married to the person that you continuously uh, try to prove that they're wrong in every aspect. So the thing is we want to communicate uh, or communication is key. And so that's the next bullet. Communication is key. In Proverbs 15, verse 1, it says, A soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A soft word turns away wrath. A soft word can be something as when you're having a conversation, you're not targeting them. You can say things like, Maybe we can work on this together. Or maybe we can attempt to change our routines. Or you have a point. I was wrong. Or, you know, you, you, you do things that, that come off better than I do. And I'm still working on myself. Or I'm still working on being more lovable or being more patient. Or maybe I have a, maybe you have a hard time listening. And so it's really helpful to be transparent with your husband or wife. If you're trying to somehow bottle it all up and come off machismo, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere, and you're not helping yourself because you're not enabling yourself to grow. And I have to, I'll tell you this one thing. 
I've grown so much in my marriage by simply admitting that I'm wrong. There's nothing that's going to hinder my growth as a person, as a husband, as a Christian, unless I'm not willing to admit to myself that, you know what, maybe I have an issue. And a lot of us do. Trust me, we all have this pride that doesn't want us to grow. A lot of us do not want to be wrong. So my next point here is, is listen with the intent to understand and not with the intent to respond. We all have maybe some preconceived notions. We all might have a, a fraction of a confirmation bias. We don't want to admit to, to those things. But when you then allow those things to be pushed to the side and you listen, as I said previously, five, ten seconds, you start to understand that what your husband or wife, whatever their, their points are, you're like, yo, they, they're right. And you don't have to wait 15, 20 minutes later after the argument is over to then come to those conclusions. It's also very heartwarming and hopeful when you come to that understanding in the midst of the conversation. When you're not in this pursuit of being right in every crack, in every, you know, section or, or facet, you have no issue with being wrong and admitting you're wrong. Maybe they have a point. Maybe you are too argumentative. Maybe you, you, you're not as patient. Maybe you're really not listening. Maybe something has overtaken you in the midst of, the, of, your, of, of your day that's making it really hard for you to listen. And so we have to counter these lies with truth, not opinions. And those opinions can be your friends who say, well, that's who you are, and that's, and that's the person you've become, and that's life. No, you, you counter those lies with truth and what Scripture says, that we can be born again, that we can have a new creation, and we can love our wives or husbands, and we can pursue that. We can do that with the Holy Spirit that teaches all things. I believe here it says in John 14, 26, this is the, the passage where Christ was telling his, his people that he will leave and the comforter will come. And so the Spirit will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He instructs us, he corrects us, and he trains us. Yes, he trains us, even in the context of marriage. Now. Our next point here is don't be full of word and talk devoid of deed and truth. Words fall short where actions speak louder. So so don't say you're going to change and that you're going to be better and that you're going to be more understandable, but you're not actually putting in the effort and you're not trying and you're not, you know, making way for those improvements. You, you you can't say that. I mean, you can, but that will only bury you deeper in this pit of lies that you're living in. This, as someone has once told me, in your walk or your, 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 like a walk of paradox, right? Or this hypocritical walk. Actually make those changes. If the conversation was that you're being lazy, then maybe you should look at what you're investing most of your time in and start scratching those off and start adding things that will make you more productive, right? I don't know, cleaning, cooking, washing clothes, 
and, and sort of meditate on those things. Ask God to help you in those areas that you have to be better, that you have to wake up in the morning and do certain chores. And I guarantee you, if you do those things for a week, patterns will only then follow. You would actually start doing those things miraculously. Trust me, it's happened. I'm a witness. <laughs> I've done those things where I've thought that maybe my patterns won't change, but then I woke up and I said, all right, well, actually, I thought of them like the night prior. And I said, all right, so today or at least today, I'm admitting that I'm going to do these things tomorrow and I'll follow through. Now, it isn't all the times, but, you know, I, I try to do those things whenever I can. Right. Or whenever I'm reminded, like, let me do these things. And if I see them falling way too far to the right as far as not doing those things. then I really have to then uh, discipline myself to be more productive, more helpful. And, and, and those things can be hard when you have your own personal things. Like if you had like an eight or 10 hour shift at work, you know, the last thing you want to do when you get home is priorities because the only priority really you want to do is comfort, is to hang out, is to decompress. And so we get those things. Next point here is being right isn't always right. Arguments drag out because one is too stubborn to forgive and the other is too proud to apologize. Being right isn't always right. It, it isn't always the most important thing. Making sure the other person understands your position is important. Um, but it, it isn't as important as it is by expressing love to the person that you're with. Like, I don't care if my points are right. Like, they're not worth sacrificing my marriage. And, and they're not worth me saying, yes, I told you so. Like, that is just, that's just, that's just horrible. I mean, if that's what makes you feel good, then maybe you ought to check yourself because being right hasn't really been something that's going to, I don't know, edify the marriage. It just isn't, right? Arguments drag out because one is too stubborn to forgive. I think in that point, we all have to repent in that area and, and, and be more willing to say, maybe, uh, maybe I am too stubborn. Maybe uh, I'm not being as um, patient. Maybe I'm not being as lovable. And the other's too proud to apologize. These two unfortunate uh, traits here of stubbornness and pride, pride um, they're not going to help. Guys, it's not going to help. You're living with a person you love for the rest of your life, and these two qualities, these two characteristics in, in a person's marriage is not going to help. In fact, it's going to create... Poisonous vines are going to rattle you guys, it's going to wrap you guys, and is going to constantly poke at each other. You guys are not going to grow in this way. And so you have to repent. You have to change your ways. You have to find some help. You have to grow from these from these areas. And if you don't, then you guys will start to then die. Unfortunately, people see counseling as that's a wrong thing, as a weak thing, as a as, as a um, Something that you go to if you really have issues. Counseling is not a bad thing, guys. It's, it's a great thing. And if you need to seek counsel, that is a wise thing to do. It's a very wise thing to do. Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved 
the church. He gave up his life for her. Sounds like sacrifice to me. It sounds like us men, if Christ loved the church and he gave himself up, it seems like it's so price, priceful. It's so sacrificial. It's so worth it. You ought not let anything get in between you and your wife. Do not let others' opinions, do not let others' ways invade, somehow invade your marriage. Do not let the things of this world destroy it. And if you're in that position or you see that position, that coming to, I would say seek help and find someone to give you good counseling. I hope this episode has been helpful. Hope you guys have been able to grow. If you guys have any questions, email me. In the meantime, may the grace of God and the peace of the Holy Spirit guide you into all blessings. Until next time, Jesus.